In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. It is a joy to be here once again. I'm not sure if you remember me or not. I was actually assigned to O'Connell High School as the chaplain, and I lived here at St. John's uh, for three years. So it's been a couple years since I've been gone. It was 2014, the summer of 2014, uh, that I actually moved to my present assignment at St. Timothy's in Chantilly. Uh, And I'm actually bringing my RCIA group to experience the traditional Latin Mass uh, that's why uh, they're here today with me. When I called up Father Pollard, I said, well, can I sit in choir? And he said, well, I'm going to be away. Why don't you take the Mass? And I was just like, haven't done it in a while. So, but it sure is a, a lot of fun uh, to be uh, saying the Latin Mass again. There can be very little doubt that Catholic Christianity has always attracted the downtrodden, the outcast. This makes sense when we consider Christ's preference for the poor even becoming poor himself, and his insistence that the last will be first, or he who is humbled will be exalted. It only makes sense that those who have been hurt and sometimes hurt badly in life make their way to our churches. And that doesn't mean we are a church of hopeless cases, or that all of us should be seeking out the services of a psychologist regularly, There are also some very successful individuals who have come to faith, people who have done very well in the world. But so many times, even here, if you scratch just a little bit beneath the surface, you find that everything is not as it appears. There's usually boredom with life, or simply the struggle to be a good father, a good mother, a good human being. Nevertheless, we can't help but recognize that we are all broken, some of us more so than others, but all of us are broken. Naturally, we come here over the objection of the unbeliever who would argue that we seek out religion, some other type of being, some other type of life, as a means of escaping these present realities. Religion, then, is nothing other than a type of drug to make us feel better. This is indeed a powerful argument. Many have accepted it, yet it falls short. It fails to recognize something that I already said. We are all broken, and that is because we come from a broken race. Technology, entertainment, sports, drugs, sex, these things try to make us forget this very real truth. But in the end, they end up accentuating what they tried to hide. We are all damaged goods. But remember the Beatitudes where Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Or blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. It isn't that God wants us weak so he can rule over us without much trouble. But those of us who have suffered in this life, those of us who have lost out, lost out in this life, are very well aware of our poverty. Actually, the case could be made that such individuals are truly blessed because their life experiences have helped them recognize the true nature of the human condition, that we are sinners, that we have an emptiness within us that human riches cannot fill. While those among us who have had enough of those riches so many times are blind to that very human need, the need for God or the divine. Even though even here they recognize something is not right, 
there is something missing. One of my favorite psalms is Psalm 34. It says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Those whose spirit is crushed, he will save. Who more so than the brokenhearted know that they are broken, incomplete, while those who have everything they need in this life can easily miss this very important fact of human existence. This is why St. James says in his epistle, did not God choose those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom that he promised to those who love him? This does not mean we should seek out ways to endure psychological torment. That's ridiculous. God does want us to be happy. He desires that for us. For some, that won't be until the next life. But for most of us, we are meant to be happy in this life, too. But we are to ultimately find that happiness and the blessings that God gives to us. And we are called to share those blessings with others. In our gospel today, we have the healing of the deaf man with a speech impediment, what appears to be a healing of little significance. Yet this man is deaf. He can't hear what people are saying. All he has to go on is his sight. So he makes assumptions about what others are thinking. Maybe that he is locked in his own worldview, in the mechanisms that he has devised to understand the world around him. This man also cannot speak clearly. He cannot be understood. He can't effectively communicate what is going on inside of him. There's no real sharing of himself with others. His speech impediment blocks all that. Perhaps he can write down what he needs or what is bothering him, but to speak clearly, as humans, we are able to mysteriously understand so much more about a person from the manner of their speech. So this man is not able to communicate who he really is. Notice also that the gospel says Jesus has entered the district of the Decapolis. So he is very firmly in Gentile territory. Decapolis means ten cities in Greek. These ten cities comprised a region that was situated on the eastern frontier of the Roman Empire. And this particular area served as a center of Greek and Roman culture. This is also important. The Gentiles did not have the advantage of hearing the history of divine revelation read to them in the synagogue. They instead attributed divine powers to the forces of nature. They sensed that inner need to contact the divine, to make amends with the divine, but they did not know how to do it. They did not know the one true God because he had not revealed himself to them, at least not yet. So this man represents all the Gentiles, really our ancestors, heathens really, deaf to divine inspiration and unable to express clearly the need for the divine. Jesus says to him, Ephatha, be opened. This man is not baptized. He does not become a disciple. All of that will presumably happen later when the apostles leave Jerusalem and Galilee to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. All that the gospel says is that immediately the man's ears were opened, his speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. He is freed from living in his mind. 
He can effectively share himself with others and grow in communion with them. He can more effectively understand and express who he is. He realizes the truth about himself, that he can only be made whole by others and ultimately by God. He realizes that by himself, he is poor in spirit. He needs another, the other, to truly find happiness and contentment in this life and the next. Even though it is summer, most of us are still very busy. And for you parents, you could argue that you are even more busy with all the kids at home. So this gospel, in a way, hits a nerve because we can get so caught up in the minutiae of daily life that we lose sight of what is important. Notice in the gospel it says that Jesus took the man off by himself away from the crowd, away from all the things that we have to do, away from our daily routines. And as important as these things are, it is a reminder for us to find a few moments each day to spend time with God. How we do that will be different for each one of us. Traffic around here, we know, is pretty terrible. So the commute to work uh, is a great opportunity for the rosary or other vocal prayers. That will also cut down on our propensity to have an angry reaction when another driver cuts us off on the highway. But beyond that, perhaps, we could take 10 to 15 minutes daily, maybe pick a time and be faithful to that every day. Let's use it to place ourselves in God's presence and ask for his assistance so that we can live our vocations well, no matter what they are. Unfortunately, it's a political year, so we have to listen to the media try and get their favorite candidate elected using whatever trickery they can. So instead of watching the news and becoming agitated, maybe use that time for prayer to communicate with God. If you can do more, go to daily Mass. Spend time in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Go to confession regularly. Very easy things. Again, small ways to keep those communication lines with God open. Above all, this Sunday, let us ask the Lord to remove from our hearts those obstacles that keep us from hearing his voice within our hearts. Let us recognize once again that we are incomplete and turn not to the things of this world for comfort, for they will never ultimately satisfy us. Let us ask the Lord to give us the joy of knowing his presence. And let us ultimately rely on him for our happiness, for peace in our hearts. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit.